Welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the Rebellious Coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but have been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. Welcome to the latest episode of Escape the Rat Race. And in this episode, it's going to be the first one where we're going to be interviewing people who have left their corporate roles and started up their own business. And I'm very pleased to say my first guest is Paul Corson. Now, I'm not going to introduce him. I'm going to let him introduce himself and give you his story of why he left corporate and started his own business. So over to you, Paul. Thanks, Lisa. Hi. Yeah, I'm Paul Coulson from PMC People Support, which is a consultancy that I set up uh, when I uh, when I did all this at the start of the year. I specialise in employment law and employee relations, and so really that was that was a, an obvious choice for me. I'm an employment lawyer by background, and I was in house in large businesses for the last 16, 17 years, supporting them in their day to day employment law needs, working alongside the HR um, function and the employee relations teams. And, you know, I've been, I've been an employment lawyer for 20 odd years, um, did the usual thing of going into a law firm. And then for me, the step was moving in-house, but just just a day job for, for many a year. And, you know, you get you get I guess you just get stuck in that that routine of you get the monthly salary, you get you get the, the, the benefits of working with with great people that you can learn from. You get the benefits of of learning your craft and and seeing the benefits of adding value and solving problems, all the things I really enjoy doing. And I think, you know, that 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 enjoyment for me is was always still there. Uh, you know, I've sort of got a bit of a core purpose of, of helping people unlock their potential and helping them reach it. So for me, problem solving, being goal orientated, all those things sort of really spark me. Um, but I think increasingly, as as you get into the corporate life, there's there's all the other stuff that comes with it. There's all the other stuff that comes along with the day job, um, the meetings you attend, the reports you write, um, the the admin that you need to do, and you know it's all really important stuff in a corporate uh, day job. And it's you know it is important that the people around you have an understanding of of the numbers that you're working with, so you can prepare the reports and give them that feedback. But increasingly, I was just thinking, well, actually, this doesn't this doesn't really spark my core purpose um, of of actually achieving something, adding value, solving problems, all those kind of things. And you know, I, for me, there was a bit of a crossroads as well in terms of the ages that my kids are at. They're sort of mid to late teens now. There's three of them, and so there was a bit bit of an opportunity. Would you know, sort of reshaped the family. I'd got myself sort of financially stable, which was uh, which was a, a novel thing. It was a new thing. It was exciting, and um, I just thought, you know, actually, now's as good a time as any. Um, I, in my earlier career, I, I had tended to move every two or three years. Um, once you sort of get you get to grips with what you're doing, and you just okay, I've done that now. It's time to move on. Uh, but I was ten years in my most recent place, and and it was you know for lots of reasons. But you know, it was a really good place to work. Um, but I just that magic ten came round, and I just thought, mm, maybe maybe now's the time. The crossroads with the kids, the fact that we'd you know, we'd managed to to get some savings in the bank, and um, I just thought, yeah, it's it's time for it's time for a break. And you know, when I first started the conversation with my boss, it was all you know, re- really good, you know, really great conversations uh, with him. 
I wanted to not leave them in the lurch. I wanted to help, um, you know, make sure that there was there was cover when I moved on. Um, and so sort of had these really good grown up conversations that it, it was my time, um, time to move on. And, and I hadn't really locked in at that point that that sort of going it alone, becoming a consultant was was definitely the thing I was going to aim for. Um, I think for me, it was just it was time to take stock. Um, uh, but having made that decision that then created the time um and and to benefit from 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 coaching at least like the coaching you 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 provide uh, and just really ask myself those questions uh, and get to the bottom of well what do i enjoy doing i enjoy adding the value enjoy solving the problems unlocking people's potential um not so much enjoying the admin the reporting the the the, the endless meetings with no particular purpose and so that just lent itself i think to an opportunity to to, to set up on my own, set up as a consultant offering employment law and employee relations um, support, um, because not all businesses need full-time employment lawyers, but any business that's got you know, 50, 100 employees or more has HR issues, and, and certainly 100, 200 employees or more has tricky HR issues uh, that they, yeah, they just maybe benefit from from that greater experience than, 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 than maybe their HR team has on a day-to-day basis. Um, so yes, yeah, so, I so created the the consultancy to to do all the things that I enjoy doing, all that 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 sort of tricky stuff, the high end HR stuff, the project project based HR stuff, um, and, and and less of the less of the pointless meetings. Um, and uh, yeah, so that been doing that for a few months now, and been busy doing all the networking and building the relationships and 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 getting getting out there. I think Lisa. Mm. It's very interesting, kind of your journey there, and it's kind of so. It's a quick question for you: Kind of, you took your boss on on the journey with you. How long did it kind of from that first time you thought I'm going to tell him about it until you actually left? Because it's quite an interesting kind of journey to actually. Um, usually, we kind of say we to go into the bosses and say I'm resigning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Just kind of take them with you. It's really good. It was really important for me as well, and I think uh, you know be, again because. You know, I, I think I am a fairly loyal person, and I definitely, you know, have that loyalty to to anyone that I partner with. But obviously, um, employers uh, in particular, I just didn't want to leave them in the lurch. I, I didn't think it was the right thing to do to ju- just walk in and and, and resign. And, and perhaps there was a little bit of actually, if I bring someone else on this journey, they'll they might also, um, you know, enable me to to see if I'm making the right uh, the right decisions or not. But it was in answer direct direct answer to your question. It was about a year. Uh, it took about a year. Um, uh, you know, I guess the first two or three months really just chatting through him, you know, him really challenging me um, to make sure I was making the right decision in a, in a really sort of pairing um, way, which is which is really valuable. Um, and then a period of time when we sort of then locked in, OK, what was this going to look like? And then a period of time to recruit the replacement, then mm-hmm. onboard the replacement and all, all the rest of it. But uh, um, but yes, yeah, so certainly it was it was a few months from the start of the conversation to, to I guess my boss and I, you know, kind of getting to the end of that journey and then and then starting the process of, of recruiting. So yeah, yeah, sort of a year end to end, Lisa. It was a it was a long time coming, but um, uh, yeah, sort of. And then the moment comes. You're like, I've been working working on this for a year. <laughs> is this is this really the right decision? Um, but and that's the other beauty, I guess, of of having had those early conversations with with my boss. But we'd got all of that out of the way. So we didn't then have the, the, if you like, the dance to do. Here's my resignation, followed by two or three months of, are you sure? Are you sure? We'd, we'd, done, we'd, we'd done that earlier in the year. Yeah, I was about to kind of ask that, kind of just like, it's quite a long period to kind of 
you know, were there points there when you thought you weren't sure of doing it? Did was, was there any time during that where you felt no, I I maybe need to stay there? Yeah, I, I think there, there were there were there were definitely a number of points mm. for for lots of different reasons. You know, some of them linked to you know, actual projects that were ongoing within the within the workplace that that would have been exciting to have stayed and helped with. Others definitely down to the, all the usual anxiety that that I'm sure all of us go through in that time of giving up the monthly paycheck. Um, and have I really got as much in the bank as I as I'm going to need? Um, and you know, I'm, I'm going to you know, you whenever you leave jobs, you miss you miss your colleagues, you miss the atmosphere. So all of those sort of normal things that that go through your mind when you're leaving a workplace, uh, as well as the the additional things of leaving a workplace to not have another workplace. And how did you get yourself over those doubts? I think I just, I just, I guess I just kept focus on why it was that I felt that it was my time. Um, you know, all the things I mentioned earlier around, you know, the, the things that just become frustrating within a work within within every workplace um, when you're not actually doing the core role all of the time and as I say I think again you know I, I had the the extra impetus I guess of the of sort of the family timeline crossroads with the kids getting to the ages and the, the, their education stages that they were at um, you know I think you know I just I just I, I, I just I was just confident that I'd come to the end of what I wanted to achieve in, my, in that workplace and so you know, there were always going to be new exciting things that I could stay and do. Um, there were always going to be anxieties about moving on. Um, but that that thread that, that was running through the, the, the sort of the, the, the thing that had started the conversation about, I think it's time for me to, mm -hmm. to go and do something different, that they remained there. And I think in a lot of respects, they became stronger once, you know, once my boss and I had agreed, okay, this is what's going to happen. Now let's, let's start the process of recruiting in. That was a, that, I guess in a sense, that was a bit of a turning point. It was like, okay, I hadn't actually resigned that I, you know, I could have changed my mind, I'm sure mm -hmm. at, at any given time, but that was in a sense, the point at which the decision was made that, that we're definitely going to do this. And so all the positives about why I was doing it, almost became louder at that point because I've, I've, I've sort of, you know, I've crossed the threshold and, um, uh, you know, it doesn't completely quiet and all the, all the doubts, but I think the, the, the positives for, for having made the decision to, to move on became louder in a lot of respects. Yeah. It definitely seems to be kind of theme there that it was the right time. And yeah, then it kind of, like once realizing that right time, it kind of almost grew. It's, yes. it's, it's quite nice kind of feel as though that kind of, um that build up that it's almost like by resigning it's confirming yes this is the right choice yes exactly yeah yeah so right you're now doing your employment law so what do you enjoy most about being your own boss um what do I enjoy my I enjoy being able to be on purpose um in in the day job in in the the ability to actually help people with their tricky HR issues with the employment law and the employee relations um support um, and and being able to just focus purely on on that, you know, most most businesses either don't need any HR support, or if they do, they've 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 got a good level in place. Most business, businesses they don't have access to to I think what I offer in terms mm -hmm. of that that more strategic that that sort of uh, support that hands on support with more tricky HR things. So the, the real the real space there that, that I really enjoy operating in, um, solving the problems that uh, that others maybe have, uh, have struggled with, um, 
and so you know i think i think for me it's it's that enjoyment that i get from you know at the end of each day i've helped i've helped some with someone here to do something that they they hadn't been able to do mm. without having had the conversation um, i've added value where the, where where the, where it was needed um and you know I, I try and work in a way that actually develops other people as well so you know I'm, I'm not big on here is the answer go off and do it um it's like yeah if it were me i'd probably do this and here are all the reasons why that feels like the right thing to do and in that conversation hopefully help the other person develop sort of their knowledge their skill set as well so that brings me right back to my my purpose of of helping others reach their potential so all of that stuff um you know really enjoy doing and um you know i think that's you know that that's what this is all about it's so that i can focus on doing that and as with any businesses there are challenges so kind of what challenges have you had and how have you overcome them yeah i mean the the challenge the, the challenges are i mean the, there are always lots of challenges in everything that we do every day mm. um i guess some of the challenge comes back to actually okay i, I now have a different day job uh, my day job is is running the business and so there's there's still admin that's required there's still accounting that's required and reporting that's required um and so that's not particularly enjoyable um but i do feel better about that now i i'm doing it for you know for for me i'm doing it you know because the tax people require it because the accounting <laughs> people need it all that kind of stuff um uh and i guess like it it's still it still takes quite a bit of adjusting to not having a stable uh, income that comes in on the same day every month. And so, you know, every, every time I'm doing a piece of work, um, it's like, yeah, excellent. This is, this is working. And then when there's a couple of days when the phone, ha- you know, the phone hasn't rung with anything meaningful, it's like, okay, what's going to happen this month. Um, and so, yeah, I, I suppose that goes away once the business becomes more established and there's there's a more uh, regularity to the income. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, I think that, that I guess that anxiety is there. You know, for twenty odd years, I had a monthly income uh, that was set. I knew what it was going to be before before payday. I knew what it was going to look like. I knew how much the tax man was going to take mm-hmm. before <laughs> before it landed in the bank. Uh, and now that's just a bit uncertain from one month to the next. It's up, up and down, of course, yeah. in the early stages of any business. Um, so, yeah, there's no getting away from that. Yeah, I think it's, it's the, the challenge that most people find from going that stable income to something which initially may not be as stable. And I think it's very much around kind of society we've kind of grown up with. We're going to have a regular monthly income and we're not even trained to kind of cope with a variable income. Yeah. So it, it becomes so ingrained and then you go and try and make this huge change in your life. And then suddenly, oh, this is a to- and it is a different mindset that yeah. you kind of need. And it's it, it takes a while to kind of get that kind of embedded. Um, I know, Paul, you've been, you've been kind of doing this probably similar sort of time that I've, I've been in business. It's, it's mainly kind of this year. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's going to take a while for that all to settle down. So it's kind of really interesting to kind of hear kind of what the good the good points about it, and there is still these challenges. And I really appreciate you kind of giving you us your very honest story about kind of how you've made the move. So, I want to give us a little bit kind of like the the one minute spiel that we have? Kind of who do you help? Um, who are your ideal clients? So, if any of them are listening out there, um, and how do they get in touch with you? 
Yeah, thanks, Lisa. That's great. I mean, as I mentioned a couple of times, I guess look, you know the the clients I work for predominantly are are business leaders and and HR teams who have you know they, they've they've maybe got most of their HR needs sorted, um, but every now and then something a bit trickier comes along. The the, the tricky absence management case or <laughs> or grievance with sickness absence and subject access requests, all those things that are, that that just derail an otherwise um, straightforward process and and just might need something a bit more creative to help um, solve a problem um, and from, from my point of view that's always done with a view to well actually what is it we're trying to achieve here what's the best way of doing something for me the half fact that I happen to be an employment lawyer is sort of the foundation for how I got to where I am uh, what I really am is a people problem solver um, and then of course there's the there's the wider future looking things that aren't always negative if there's acquisitions in a business or or restructures that just have bigger people impact um, so that's that sort of they're, they're the key they're the key people I think I, I can help where they just where they know that they they just don't quite have the the right level of HR support for those tricky things uh, and they just want someone they can pick up the phone to uh, they know they're going to get a straight answers you know some some solid recommendations and and hopefully help solve the problems in, in as far as uh, in as far as we can do that for them uh, so yeah Paul Coulson PMC people support. Um, Trouble is, as always with these things, you set your your business up using your initials uh, in a lot of cases, don't they? Don't you? And my middle initial is M for Michael, which is which is fine when you, when people can see it on the screen. But when you're then saying, "Oh, my my website is pmcpeoplesupport.co.uk," <laughs> it's the M for Michael that's that's important. But all my contact details are on the website, on LinkedIn, all the usual places, Lisa. Yeah, and we'll make sure they go in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to this um, and you want to get in contact with Paul, you should be able to very easily. So I'd like to thank you again for coming to talk to us. It's really kind of good to hear your story. And yes, and good luck with the business. So thank you very much. It was great to have Paul in the studio with me. And I just want to take a little bit of time to reflect on what he said particularly in the fact that he told his employer about what he wanted to do a year ahead of the date he wanted to leave. Now, this really helped in kind of two ways. First of all, it gave him time to kind of put some more thought into what he wanted to do, um, get used to the idea that he wanted to leave and start his own business and to kind of develop some of the ideas and also to be able to kind of leave the firm in a position where he had handed over all of his work. And so it kind of was a win-win for both the employer and the employee. So I'd like to kind of leave you with that kind of fact that it's not going to be something that's going to happen overnight. It is something that does take time and you do need to kind of think about all the separate parts. But also to consider the fact that you could take your employer on the journey with you and have a talk with them um, quite early on and say, look, this is what I intend to do. Because people who retire, there's usually quite a lead in time to when they lead. So there shouldn't be any reason why you shouldn't be able to do the same thing. You're leaving to do something completely different. Um, they should be able to understand why you want to do this. And then they, you can actually work with them and you can kind of give them advice on how best to cope with you leaving the business and passing on the work, um, employing the new people. That's it for today's episode. Next week, we'll be holding another interview uh, with another different angle on leaving corporate and starting your own business. So see you then. That's all for today's episode of Escape the Rat Race. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom, purpose and fulfilment. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favorite platform. And if you have any questions, comments or feedback, feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.